Well, you may have heard, but the government narrowly avoided a shutdown over the weekend with a new spending bill that was just passed. Joining me now is Rick Larson, congressman for Washington State's 2nd Congressional District. He's in Bellingham today to talk to some local organizations about how that funding bill benefits nearby residents. Rick, thanks so much for taking the time today. Really appreciate it. Sure, my pleasure. So tell us a little bit about your weekend. How hectic was it as this bill was being negotiated with such a crucial deadline approaching? Sometimes it's a hurry-up-and-wait process. Uh, You're all basically on call, waiting to go vote. Um, We only saw the final continuing resolution sometime Saturday morning, and we're given less than an hour to review it. So uh, Democrats were able to delay that a little bit by voting on the floor of the House using our card instead of electronically. That just gave us more time to walk through this. And I would say that... um, um, for those who say it narrowly passed, that's only in terms of time. But if you look at the 88 to 9 vote in the Senate and you look at the, you know, plus 300 votes um, in the House, it's clearly this is an issue that where no one wanted the government shut down. It, it was not a narrow result from the vote. And that's been a message to folks who are trying to shut the government down in the future. Like, no one wants that to happen. Let's get our work done. So from your perspective, um, like you said, it, it didn't narrowly pass. It was just a time constraint. What changed for it to be such an agreed-upon bill? I think what happened was that uh, in the end, the continuing resolution included the things that were going to be in it anyway. Uh, we kept the government operating through November 17th to give the House and the Senate more time to finish the the all-year spending bill. We included $16 billion in disaster relief. We extended the authorities of the Federal Aviation Administration, which were important for a lot of reasons, as well as the authority of the National Flood Insurance Program, which is is important for uh, folks, especially who live in rural areas and flood-prone areas. Um, So in the end, the content of the bill was basically non-controversial. We did not include Ukraine aid. Uh, That's frustrating to me. But by the same token, there's clear majorities in both the House and Senate to continue to help Ukraine and a few more bites of the apple uh, for us to do that before the end of the year. And so it sounds like you didn't have a whole lot of time to review probably what was a major, a lot of pages, a lot of aspects to this. As someone serving Washington State, what concerns were you trying to make sure made it into that bill? Well, in the end, the bill was about 71 pages long, so it wasn't that long, but you still need time to kind of go through it to make sure there aren't poison pills in it, which is what happened. I was really looking at the disaster relief, first and foremost, because there are, uh, Whatcom County has about 12 properties or so that uh, it is seeking either to buy out or to elevate the homes on those properties as a result of the 2021 floods. And that money had actually stopped altogether. Uh, putting a halt at like 2,800 recovery projects around the country. So disaster relief made it. I was also looking at the extension of the Federal Aviation Administration. Um, I'm the uh, top Democrat on the Transportation Committee. Extending the FAA through the end of the year was important, giving us more time to get the bill, um, to get the full reauthorization done. The third thing I was looking at was the funding levels in the actual continuing resolution. Earlier in the year, the, um, the GOP wanted to use the CR to cut funding levels for the future. 
you do, you have those debates in the in the appropriation spending process, not in a debate about keeping the government open or not. So it turns out the CR, the continuing resolution, kept funding levels at the at the current fiscal year level, which is still going to mean a haircut for for agencies doing important work, but not the draconian cuts that were otherwise uh, envisioned by the uh, uh, the House Freedom Caucus in uh, in the U.S. House. And can you speak a little more to those proposed cuts that were maybe holding back a resolution on the bill that would have affected residents here? Yeah, the the uh, the House Freedom Caucus, uh, the extreme mega Republicans wanted to implement what could have been up to a thirty percent cut in many of basic uh, the basic social safety net programs. So think about that. In Washington State, it would have eliminated. Um, up to 940 Head Start positions for kids. We have a very successful Head Start program here in the North Puget Sound. We would have seen fewer fewer placements for those kids who need that. 130,000 women, infant children would have been impacted. That kicked off a, a, an important program to help new moms who are maybe at a little more at risk than other people um, because of their economic situation or other situations. They, they they would have been um, uh, prevented from accessing this important um, program that helps new moms be successful. Um, the, the shutdown itself would have stopped military pay for everyone in the U.S. military, active duty, National Guard, reservists who have been called up. Um, that pay would have been stopped. They had been paid later, but it's still not right to not pay them at all. And uh, um, that's about 73,000 or so people in Washington State alone. So these are the kinds of things we're trying to prevent uh, as a result of both the shutdown and as a result of the draconian cuts the House Freedom Caucus and the extreme mega Republicans are trying to impose upon us through this, uh, through this, uh, uh, this shutdown debate. And then you hinted at this a little earlier, but how does new spending or programs affect people here? Well, this is uh, what we're trying to get done. We're trying to get done the um, what we call the fiscal year 24 spending bill. That That is the bill that will fund government through September of next year. And that's in part what this is all about. We only fund one year at a time, and the fiscal year ends on September 30th. So we have to keep government operating while we're continuing to address these other issues. So I'm going to be looking at, as we move forward, I'll be looking at, any harm that the extreme mega Republicans want to do to Social Security and Medicare. I'll also be looking at any harm that they want to do to the funding we did for the transportation bill. We passed a major bipartisan infrastructure law, the BIL, that's keeping people and putting people to work in this country, building our uh, next generation infrastructure, women and men. We have a low unemployment rate for women and men in construction because of the BIL. I want to be sure that that money continues as well. I want to be sure that we are funding our the women and men in our military and their families, and that we have to keep these these basic social safety net uh, social safety net programs going as well. So moving forward, those are like four of the many priorities I have for my district. There's other issues about um, you know, STEM recovery, uh, supporting the environment and our quality of life here in the Northwest. There's a lot of work left to do. I've already tasked my staff to kind of go through with a fine-tooth comb the request that we've made uh, so as uh, in, uh, for this fiscal year so 
that as we move towards finalizing the bill in November, that uh, our priorities in the Northwest are, are being addressed. And then, so lastly, this was a short-term spending bill. Um, it'll prevent a government shutdown for a little bit. You said it's going to be rediscussed in the fall. Uh, is there any concern that there would be uh, more worry about a shutdown, about this happening again when you go over to renegotiate? I think there's some concern, but again, I'll go back to that um, vote, uh, 88 to 9 in the Senate, um, 335 or so uh, to whatever the difference is in the, in the House. Clear, vast majorities of both the House and the Senate saying government shutdown is bad. It's a bad idea. It's a dumb idea. It's a horrible negotiating tactic. Let's work on the spending, the fiscal spending bills and not get in this position again. So I think that message has been sent loudly and clearly um, to the extreme mega Republicans. Um, but, you know, we'll see. It's uh, You know, tomorrow's another day, and we'll see what happens. And uh, I don't really want to put, you know, that much uncertainty into people's lives, but there are people in Congress who do. Um, I think we have plenty of work to do and plenty of differences between the parties that, that deserve debate. Um, that have nothing to do with shutting down the government. So we should just um, get our work done, have the debate, and, and move on to the next set of things. All right. Well, that was Rick Larson, U.S. Representative for Washington's 2nd Congressional District. Thanks so much for your time today, Rick, and enjoy your tour through Whatcom County today. It's always good to be home, even in the rain.